Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All right. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Go 24-7 podcast. Bryce Kuhn alongside... A uh, a tired Sonny Ship who traveled uh, the weekend caught some. Uh, he's trying to catch some some Z's in between in between uh, his his work and, and and being a dad and and seeing some good soccer. But he's back, obviously in Louisiana, and we're talking a little recruiting. And Sonny, it was a busy weekend in Baton Rouge, no doubt about it. A big one, obviously leading up to the spring game this upcoming weekend. A lot of big time visitors, a lot of big names out of Duncanville, but. You know, I think one thing that I've kind of noticed a trend on and saw a little bit on social media was we saw a lot of commits across the SEC, across the country start to pop uh, here over the last three or four days. Now, it's been a little quiet on LSU's front. I guess you could say that. They had their time a little bit earlier in the spring, but you know, how important was this weekend in shaping the 2024 class, which we all know is really shaping up to be a really fun one and an exciting one, intriguing one? Yeah, and I think what you saw with the, you know, with the SEC commitments that you were uh, referencing was, you know, kids being on campus for the spring games. Uh, you know, those spring game weekends kind of give them a little more atmosphere. You got fans on campus. You got tailgating. You know, you got a lot of stuff that kind of makes the SEC the pageantry that it has. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I think that's what the flurry of commitments was, was about. But I think, you know, with LSU coming up, they got their spring game on Saturday. Um, you know, I, I would – I'm not going to toss any names out there or anything. But in the past, you know, we've seen guys go ahead and get on board just for that, you know, because mm-hmm. they're on campus and because they're seeing things from a, uh, you know, a little more of a personal look. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think that when you – you know, with LSU as far as this weekend goes, that was a good weekend. It was a good yeah. weekend – in terms of who they were able to get in, you know, anytime you're able to get five, a five star on campus, the number two cornerback, Kobe black, you know, and you keep him on campus for the weekend. That's a win. That's mm-hmm. a good one. You know, you mentioned the Duncanville trio, four star safety, Cadavian Dotson came back, four star running back, Caden Durham came back, had an extended stay until Sunday, like Tylen Singleton, the four star hybrid safety linebacker out of uh, Manny. He also made it in. And I think what's also important to note is that these guys didn't just come in with coaches. These guys came in with their parents. Mm. You know, they brought they brought either mom, dad, maybe both of them, some siblings. So it was um, it was the weekend. The weekend, I'm told from talking to sources who was on campus, I'm told that the weekend was kind of like it had more of an official visit feel to it than it did the unofficial visit and um you know so that's uh that that's big when you get those kind of reviews from uh from folks who's there taking everything in 
Yeah, you put up a great piece on Monday kind of you know, going through that. We're not going to spoil everything. We want people to make sure they sign up at Go 24-7. And if I'm not mistaken, Sonny. 50% off deal. 50% off that would end here on Tuesday. So we need to make sure uh, that we get some people on that. But let's start off with Tylen Singleton. Now, this is obviously a kid that – um, you know, he's one of the good ones we talk about when we talk about the fact that he could play safety or linebacker at the next level. It's just really a matter of what kind of weight is he going to put on, what's the best, you know, fit for him. Where do you feel like this staff sits, and, and what did you kind of hear about how he kind of felt about the visit? I know that, uh, you know, uh, Kim Mulkey uh, pitched in. You talk about that official visit type feeling. Kim Mulkey pitched in as well with a little bit of the family in Singleton visiting. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, you know that 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 was a that was a cool little nugget I was able to pick up that you know Tylen Singleton's mom she's a big LSU women's basketball fan you know makes the drive down from Manny uh, you know to go down and to watch the Tigers several times throughout the seasons and so and his sister is also a big Kim Mulkey fan and so you know it's pretty cool when your 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 women's you know the the leader of your women's basketball program is about what a week week and a half off of just winning the national championship. Yeah. You know, you would think that, Hey, if there's ever a time to get away, it's now. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and she was on campus, she was on campus helping, you know, helping the LSU football program recruit meeting with, uh, you know, having some fun meeting with the parent, meeting with the singletons and stuff and chopping it up with them a little bit. Even Caden Durham, Caden Durham's sister's a big Kilmulkey fan. She jumped on the phone with him and, and chopped it uh, with his sister and chopped it up with her for a little bit and stuff, you know? So little things like that, little things like that, little small details like that, I think is something that the LSU staff really really did their homework on and really kind of honed in on for the weekend. I think you got to toss a lot of kudos out to the people behind the scenes. Uh, You know, your recruiting specialist, Jordan Arsenal, Sherman, uh, Sherman Wilson, uh, Bobby Barham plays a big role in that. You got your director of personnel, uh, pers- player personnel guys, J.R. Belton, Mike Ferrara, um, Kendall Lambert, who just came on one of the recruiting operations uh, in over the recruiting operations on campus. So, you know, you, you really get you really had they really had an all hands on deck approach to the weekend. And, and I think that, you know, I, I think they looked at this as an opportunity to, you know, maybe get that second official visit in June or later mm-hmm. on, you know, that if you can really knock their socks off and really roll that red carpet out on, you know, on, on this trip right here, then you can kind of just piggyback on that and maybe kind of close the deal on that official visit. So, yeah, I, I think it was a good weekend in terms of, you know, not only who they were able to get, who they got on campus, wasn't quantity. It was all about quality. And there was a ton of quality on campus. And uh, just, you know, kudos to that staff for being able to, you know, to get some of these high, pro- you know, these big high name prospects on campus. Yeah, and it makes you feel a little bit better about where the Tigers sit with Tylen Singleton. Obviously, uh, SEC teams coming after him. Oklahoma's in on him as well. But, uh, man, just to be able to keep a kid, like you said, for the whole weekend, and that's what they would do this weekend, is really huge. I wanted to go over uh, to the Duncanville trio here. And, you know, you got uh, Dotson, you got Durham, and you got uh, the 2025 kid and the five-star receiver, Moore, who – I took a I took a look at his tape and this kid I mean it's <laughs> he's legit he's legit he's going to be a lot of fun um, yeah. with Caden Durham I mean everything Sonny seems to be trending towards man the 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 marriage I'll call it between him and LSU and and I'll look a lot of the social media interaction I mean 
you know, there's a lot of guys in this 2024 class that are, you know, pumping up and a lot of interaction. And Durham's one of the guys that he's not committed, but he's talking a lot about how much he loves LSU. He's interacting with the Colin Hurleys, the Tavion Galloways of the world. Uh, I mean, I think we can say, does it feel like LSU's in a good spot right now with Caden Durham as he gets closer to his timeline and when he wants to make a decision? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think LSU's the team to beat. Um you know, they he visited in March, and I'm trying to think. I want to say it was maybe about a month ago. He he came to town, saw LSU. Uh, that was his first visit. Came to town, mm-hmm. saw LSU, saw what they had to offer. Just raved about the experience, raved about the time, raved about his relationships with the, you know his relationship with Frank and, Sher- and Sherman Wilson, and how big those are. And um, you know, I also think that that LSU has been able to make such a good impression with five-star edge Colin Simmons, four-star mm-hmm. safety Kadavian Dotson, also at Duncanville, to where, you know, the parents talk. The parents talk about, hey, what would you think about LSU? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. So they can get a lot of that positive reinforcement. Now, it could also get that negative reinforcement if they felt a certain way too. But right now, I think LSU is really in a good position with all three of those guys. Um, and, and I think a big reason for that is those relationships that they have. And that's what I think has pushed LSU kind of, uh, you know, into that, into what I think is the lead, is the lead position. That and then also the depth chart. I don't think they're going to sign a big running back class right here. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is look at 2025. I mean, you could you you could you could look at there's there's probably six running backs that you can already look at and say this guy could play in the SEC. This guy can yeah. play. This guy can play in the big. This is a power five guy right here. That's how loaded the state is. I mean, you know, you could go through the names, and one of them is probably going to end up at linebacker in Keelan Moses. You know, yeah. so so that's just another, you know, that's another just the running back position is crazy in 2025. So LSU knows that it can't take a big class in 2024, even though they could potentially lose after this season, John Emery Jr., Josh Williams, Noah Kane. You know, even though you could lose three guys, I think they're they would be a lot, it would be a lot better for them. To set up 2025, you go out, you, you you hopefully sign a guy like Caden Durham, and then you dip into the transfer portal if you need to to get a one-year guy. Yeah. And then that doesn't clog up that depth chart and clog up that roster for that 2025 haul where you can hopefully go in there and sign a class that, you know, that on paper could rival, you know, these classes that we've seen LSU have in the past that you could go back way back into the Les Miles era when they signed Charles Scott, Richard Murphy and Keelan Williams all in the same year. You know, you look at the last miles era, uh, you know, they certainly signed, uh, had some big running back classes in his group as well. So, you know, I think if they're going to, I think you kind of have to recruit for 2024 to set up 2025. And man, Caden Durham would be a hell of a piece to throw in there with that combination of, of size and speed that he possesses. You know, in recruiting, they talk a lot about pipelines and establishing those connections, obviously, with high schools, with the staffs. But you mentioned the parents. And, I mean, you know, if Caden if Durham pops and let's say he commits, what does that do for LSU's relationship? And you mentioned a little bit with the Duncanville area. I mean, look, there's a lot of talent over there. It's not just one kid. And the thing is, too, I, you kind of look at what they have coming down the line over there. 
it's waves. I mean, this is a this is a program that's that's churning out some college talent. So, I mean, who who can you give credit to, or who is making these relationships out there uh, that you know we're hearing some positive things out of between Duncanville and LSU, and starting to see those relationships strengthen a little bit. Yeah, I think a big part of it, um, you know, uh, Sherman Wilson plays a big part in recruiting and in in has played a big part in helping to establish those those relationships and that rapport with those Duncanville players. Started with Colin Simmons, then Kadavian Dotson, then the Caven Durham and DeCorian Moore, like you mentioned. I think to establish that, and, and then of course, you know, obviously those assistant coaches play big roles as well. You know, Robert Steeples, mm-hmm. um, you go down the list, Kerry Cooks, and so on. But I think that to to kind of establish that pipeline that you referenced, I think first, you know, you, you got to get them on campus, and then you got to have some good experiences. You got to mm-hmm. have some good experiences to where you know they go back, and then the community is still talking. You know, yeah. and it just carries over, you know, each year, you know, those parents who were sophomore who were juniors are now seniors and, you know, and just kind of and you kind of get the feeling that Duncanville is kind of like that, you know, um, as far as kind of a little tight knit program. Yeah. And so establishing that pipeline and I, I think is also a little bit tougher in this day and age that we're in because of the transfer portal. Yeah. You know? Back in the, you know, back in the day, you didn't have to deal with, you didn't have to worry about the transfer portal nearly as much. Mm. You could go out, you could sign two guys, three guys, four guys from West Monroe. Well, if one of them didn't pan out, you know, a a lot of times, you know, it it wasn't a big deal made out of it. Whereas now, I think even if, you know, even when a kid leaves a program after a year or two and hasn't really played a lot and they entered a transfer portal, you know, some want to uh, assign that negative connotation to that, like, oh, you know, they may have done something wrong. You know, the program didn't, yeah. you know, the program failed him. It wasn't it wasn't the kid failing the program. So I, I think establishing those pipelines is a little bit tougher now because of the transfer portal. But to overcome that, you know, you go out, you sign the guys, you get them there. They produce. They're happy. They're making money at the next level. And you kind of just, you know, then you get to a point to where if you have that instance where one or two guys don't work out, but Hey, we had these who did and look, mm-hmm. you can be one of these over here. So, yeah. you know, I think it's something that happens over time, but I, I think when you look at what LSU has done at Duncanville, you've got to, you got to feel good about the end, the inroads that they currently have. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Yeah, I like what you talked about, the conversations between the parents. Uh, you know, what is that? Because that, it's a lot. We talk about coaches. We talk about the players. But the parents obviously come back and say, you know, and you want to make those trips memorable. Yeah, I think that's the word, too. You want to make it something where they come back and say, man, that, that blew right. me away. And I think yeah. that's what we kind of saw this past weekend with that more official visit type of feeling. Uh, you know, not everyone's rolling out, like you said, the women's national championship head coach a week and a half after yeah. she's she's finished her season. Uh, let's and talk. Kinda, and, and something else to kind of point out is that 
you know, not only do you have the women's national championship right over here. Oh, look right there is the 2019 national championship trophy for football too. Oh, yeah. You know, and so then you kind of start. Okay, this graduate champion slogan that they're talking about. You know, you kind of start to. You know, even though it's not with the football program, mm-hmm. it's still part of the overall part of the athletic program, and that can kind of spill over too, and kind of give you a little boost as well. I think. Yeah, I was talking with a high school coach, good friends with her over in Georgia, and he's had some kids get recruited by LSU and, and go on some visits. And, and he was telling me, he said, you know, what's your opinion? I said, well, you know, I hadn't been over there yet. And we both kind of, um, you know, we both talked about this. LSU seems to be one of those programs, athletics as a whole, they really are well-rounded. And I think you don't see that everywhere. Uh, just in a sense, we talk about the women's basketball. You see 2019 National Championship. And I think kids, when they see that, they said, man, it's not just a – and like what we talked about, you know, the whole athletic department's effort. It's not just a football team leading the charge here. It, it's everyone's. I mean, this is a really driven um, athletic department all the way around wants to graduate champions. Like you said, obviously football has kind of made that its moniker. Uh, let's talk Kobe Black here. Uh, I don't think we can understate the importance of him staying the whole weekend. When you get a kid like this type of talent that you can get to stay the entire weekend, uh, you also uh, you get a former player, which, Sonny, I think uh, you want to mention that, who took time away from his draft preparation to spend time and had a prior relationship with Kobe Black and his family. I mean, look, this is a kid that you know is going to go to Alabama next weekend. And I know when LSU fans see that, you cringe. You hope, man, did we make a good enough push here the previous weekend? What are you hearing? How do you feel like you know LSU stands in the eyes uh, of Kobe Black? I think LSU's definitely, uh, you know, definitely squarely, squarely in the mix with him. And I think you're going to start hearing his name mentioned uh, with LSU a little bit more going forward, and you and you'll probably start to see that build a little bit. But, uh, yeah, going to Alabama, I mean, look, you know, Alabama, you want to talk about pointing at trophies and pointing at rings and stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, they got plenty that they can point to, plenty in the in, in recent memory, years over years over years. So so they've got that that they can that they can point to as well. I think that's the that's the visit that if you're LSU, you know, even though it's an unofficial visit and even though it's the, you know, the time of the year that we're in, I think that, that that's probably, you know, the visit that LSU – that could make it to where, you know, LSU's not in position one, you know, that's, mm. that's how big of a, an impression I think this weekend made on him. He narrowed, he, he released a top 11, if I'm not mistaken, not too long ago. Like last week. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, LSU was, LSU was on that. Well, I think mm. LSU's a lot higher than just in the top 11. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would even venture to say that, you know, LSU and Alabama going into this visit, you know, that they're probably the two schools outside of Texas that are fighting, that that mm-hmm. are maybe in the best position to land him. And so, you know, the number two cornerback in the country, a five star, I don't think LSU is going to have a big cornerback haul in this class simply because of who they went out and got last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if JV and Toviano sticks to safety and nickel, that could potentially open up another spot. But you've already got uh, you've already got Zion, uh, Zion Ferguson on board. You've got. Um, uh, Wallace Foster out of New mm-hmm. Orleans you got him on board, so I don't think you're going to see them load up on cornerbacks uh, like you know like they like they did in the transfer portal, to where it was just mm-hmm. when you looked at the looked at the commitment list, it was corner, 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 corner. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're not going to have that big, so if you're not going to have that have that big class, you got to you you've got to have that guy that I think you at least in the SEC you've got to have that guy 
that you're like, okay, this this is a potential day one, a day, you know, potential day yeah. one start. You know, guys like LSU has had in the past, um, Derek Stingley, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tredavious White. I mean, you know, th- there's there's been several of them. So to be able to get that guy and to kind of feel good about we can put him out there on an island, I think gives you a, you know, it obviously gives you a little bit of a comfort zone, but then it also kind of helps Robert Steeples and, you know, be able to look and say, okay, you know, we're, we're, we're bringing it back to DBU. We're trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, we're getting that, um, you know, I guess that stereotype that LSU had in the past where, you know, there was, there seemed like there was always that five-star cornerback on the roster. Yeah. There was a day one draft pick. Every single year, he would certainly certainly generate those expectations, generate that hype. And, you know, would just be a, you know, at 6'2, I think 6'2, 190. I mean, you look at that size, really good size. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, I I think LSU has to like the position that it's in right now. It's got the end with the Jared uh, Jared Bernard Converse angle that you mentioned. He played at Oklahoma State with uh, Black's brother, who I believe still has two years of eligibility left to play. Yeah. And so, you know, he came in, he spent time with him and stuff. You had Toviano. You had the Texas boys who kind of, you know, who who hung out with him a lot over the weekend. And uh, so I think that, you know, I, I think that LSU, I think that LSU is in as good of a spot as it could be in right now with that Alabama visit looming and with him probably looking at June, you know, June or July before he's ready to make a decision. And, you know, and one more caveat is I do think that LSU would is a is a virtual lot to get an official visit now. You know, I, I do think they 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 did way way and you know more than they needed to to secure that official visit, and so I think that uh, you know I think that you'll see him set that up whenever he you know whenever he sets those up. That's awesome. That's awesome to see. Uh, there's a scheduled commitment coming this week, and LSU's been in on this guy, and it's the four-star defensive lineman Charleston Collins. Now, LSU's been mentioned in the name as well as Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn. He's got a nice offer list. Uh, this is a kid, though, that, you know, you go to his 24-7 sports page and you see the amount of Razorback logos and that crystal ball prediction. Sonny, you put one in as well. As this gets closer and closer to his commitment date on April 21st, is it feel like it's a lock there that this kid's going to stay home? I mean, he's he's from Little Rock, Arkansas. Is he going to probably stay home with Arkansas? Or where does LSU kind of, you know, go in this situation? And what's that recruitment look like? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, last November, if I'm not mistaken, is when uh, Steve Wiltfong and I both put crystal ball picks in on LSU. Um, and, you know, he, he was, from what from everything that I heard, he was pretty close to popping. He held off, held off, held off, wanted to take some visits this summer. And, you know, the thing that really hurt LSU in this race was Jamar Cain leaving and going to the NFL. Jamar Cain was his lead recruiter. Uh, but Collins, you know, I, th- I think Collins obviously liked a lot about LSU before that. He camped there last summer. That's where he earned the, or- the offer from Kane and uh, BK. And uh, at 6'4", 250 pounds, he would obviously feel a need. You know, you, you won't, you need, they need guys on the defensive line. There's no question yeah. about that, especially with him. You know, he's a guy that, you know, you talked about the versatility with Ty- Tylen Singleton. He could go safety does he go linebacker? I think with Collins is a guy that, you know, he could potentially start off in the defensive end spot opposite of the Jack linebacker, but then grow into, uh, you know, grow into an interior guy. Mm -hmm. So you like that versatility and LSU, whoever they do hire, 
is going to have an opportunity to get back in on him if they like if he likes him as much as Kane did. Just simply, and I say that because he is an Arkansas guy. He is probably going to pick Arkansas when he does commit on Friday. But there was enough there for him. I don't. I, I don't believe a guy like him who is a, as thorough and detailed with recruiting as he is. Pretty guarded. You know, seems like one of those guys who really, really compares which schools check this box, which schools yeah. don't check this box. And so when you have a kid like that, I don't believe that he's the type who commits to a school just because of the assistant coach there. You know, mm. it only takes one look to go back and look and say, okay, Jamar Kane spent one year at LSU. I think it was two years at Oklahoma. You know, he was never anywhere early, you know, in the most recent history, you know, with an extended stay. And mm-hmm. so I don't think Collins is the type of guy who would look at that and, and, and hinge his commitment solely on Jamar Cain. So I, that tells me that LSU will be able to, you know, have a chance to get back in there on him if the new D-line coach does like him as much. Let's talk and let's wrap it up here with Jamar Cain. We kind of teased it uh, last week with our podcast and looking, you know, what the timeline. And then Brian Kelly talked about in this press conference. But on the recruiting front, I mean, look, in the short time that I've been talking with kids, Jamar Cain's name comes up. Defense, offense, just the relationship that he builds, especially in the state of Louisiana. Uh, for you, obviously, you've seen a lot of kids and, and have mentioned his name in just the year that he's been on campus. Who rises up into that recruiting guru on, on this staff? Now, look, I think there's a lot of guys that could fill it, and I don't know if you could necessarily fill the exact – position he had because a lot of it Sonny's based off of relationships you can't just step in day one and say hey this guy's a great recruiter he's going to be here but I mean you know we mentioned a guy like Sherman Wilson that is I think fantastic at his job and building the relationships we mentioned him obviously with the with the Duncanville uh, trio is it the new D-line coach I mean where do you think LSU finds that next recruiting star on its staff uh, the you know Jamar Cain kind of left that void yeah, well, I, you know, I, I think when you look at the staff, you know, you've got some guy, you've got guys who have shown the ability to recruit nationally. And with Jamar Kane, I think that was probably his strongest attribute. Mm. If you looked at his resume, was his ability to go out nationally. Deshaun yeah. Womack, Jackson Howard, you know, we could go down the list of the guys that he signed at Arizona State and Oklahoma, and that national appeal that he had at both of those places. Joe Sloan's a guy who has done that. Um, you know, you're starting – I think you're starting to see Robert Steeples, you know, mm-hmm. a guy who was a high school head coach, then went to the NFL, and last year was his first taste of really recruiting on the, you know, on the college level. And so I think you're starting to see him grow. But I think a guy who's going to have a big impact going forward uh, in LSU's recruiting department is Frank Wilson. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's no newcomer. He's yeah. he's going to take over as the he's taking over as the recruiting coordinator um, with Brian Poley and moving to the uh, to the off field staff role that he's uh, that he's in now. And you're start I think with that you're going to see Frank Wilson uh, meeting with guys a lot more when they come on visits. You know before they go meet with BK, you see him have that you know have that talk where now you know he's not just the running backs coach and associate head coach the associate, you know, he's the running backs coach, the associate head coach, but also the recruiting coordinator. And so that coordinator title within itself, I think can kind of of lends more, you know, that, that when he goes and when he talks to kids that he has, he can talk to kids who are outside of his territory, who are not running backs, 
just as, you know, just as equally to where, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, I, I want to hear what he has to say and stuff. And so I think that he's a guy who's going to have a bigger impact and a bigger influence going forward. You know, obviously the dude's been called the godfather of recruiting Louisiana <laughs> forever. So he's, he's not a newcomer to this game, but I do believe you're going to see an increased role and an increased presence from the recruiting side now. Yeah, so he right. would be that guy, I think, that you're, you'll start hearing. You know, you'll you'll hear guys that aren't running backs, who aren't from Louisiana. You'll start to you'll you'll hear him mention his name as as other guys who you know who they spent time with over the weekend, who made an impression mm-hmm. on them, and things like that. Yeah, that's a busy title right there too: associate head coach, running backs coach, and recruiting right uh, coordinator as well. Man, but you know also what? Sounds like the a more pay titles. Raise, huh? Yeah, more titles, <laughs> the bigger pay raise, I guess, as well. And uh, that's one the LSU definitely wants to keep in the fold. Little update on recruiting. Uh, any other names to, to continue to watch? Uh, I mean, I know that there's going to be. Uh, probably some visitors that we're going to keep an eye on this upcoming weekend that we'll talk about obviously later in the week on the site. But any other names that you're kind of you know keeping tabs on, maybe that aren't being talked about as much for this 2024 class? I think Denham Springs, uh, you know, another another one of those hybrids, safety slash linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, Deshaun McBride. He was on campus over the weekend, and I think I think LSU, you know, LSU offered probably. Ah, man, maybe a month ago, maybe a little bit under a month ago, if I'm not mistaken. And, and so the offer's kind of fresh, but he's been on campus several times since then. And I think he's a, he's a guy who's getting closer and closer to uh, to jumping on board, I believe. Uh, you've got Joel Rogers, who's also right outside of Baton Rouge, another safety who, uh, you know, who I think – who, well, obviously we know LSU likes. They've offered. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's a guy that that could really feel that strong safety in the box type of uh, type of role. He's another guy that, that I think that you kind of – whenever you see him pop up on campus, that you kind of start to, okay, that's another visit. He's getting closer. He's getting closer. Yeah. He's another one I think that LSU has a really good shot of landing. And that's why when you look at the safety position and who they – you know, who they – could potentially land that's why when you look at it you know you look at a guy like Kadavian Dotson out of Duncanville you know I know he still wants to take a couple of more you know some more visits and stuff but then you also have to say okay look we've got these Louisiana guys that we've offered and I think one thing is safe to say we saw Ed Orgeron uh, drop some Louisiana some in-state guys who were commitments and it kind of you know you had a little backlash over that ironically Major Burns and Jalen Lee were two of those guys, and now they're back at LSU <laughs> under Brian Kelly. But I don't think that's something that you would see Brian Kelly. I don't think that's something that you would see Brian Kelly yeah. do. And because I think he understands and realizes how hard it is to establish those relationships. And the last thing you want to do is, is spoil those relationships. So, yeah. you know, when it when it comes to the in-state guys – you know, you have to look at that. Kadavian Dotson has to – I think he has to look at that and has to kind of look at the numbers. And, you know, you hope that someone like that doesn't get left on the outside looking in. But the magical thing with these numbers, man, is these staffs have a – they seem to always have a way to work them out. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to. It, it, that, that, that number seems to kind of fluctuate, and then, and then you try to think – you got your spreadsheet up. You're like, all right, this is how many spots they have left, and then you throw it out the window when you see a kid. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Colin Simmons was in the Sunshine State this week, Florida and Miami. Uh, he visited. You kind of put this up. I feel like I echoed the same uh, sentiment here. I think NIL is just going to be a massive, massive 
part of it. And for some kids, it is. For some kids, you know, it isn't. They may say it isn't up front, but is that kind of the way you're going with this? And, and how does LSU maybe uh, stay in the race? I mean, I know they're still kind of building up the NIL aspect compared to other some of the top programs we've seen. They're they're there, but they're not maybe at the level of an A&M or wherever else was trying to make a push, yeah. maybe in Miami, something like that. I mean, look, when you're the number three prospect in the country, the number one pass rush, you know, pass rush specialist, edge guy, you're going to demand a big NIL. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, I mean, we yeah. if we go off what the market, you know, market demands, then there's no question that there's going to, you know, that he's going to have that. And they're going to they're going to expect that, too. You know, but what 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 I don't what I'm feel pretty good about is that you're not going to see this turn into a bidding. You're not going to see this turn into, okay, well, this one, and I'm just throwing numbers out there. This one, you know, school X offered me 200. Well, they offered me 350. Can you match that? You know, I think what they want that, you know, what they're going to be looking for is just a fair deal. You know, just give me a fair deal. And because the reason I say that is I've talked to his mom a couple of times talking to Collins and you really get the feeling from talking to his mom that she understands the importance and the value of the education and Mm -hmm. that, you know, football is second to academics. And, and, and you hear that from some, but when you hear it from her, you, you, you really get the sense like, okay, this, this late, this lady understands this lady's talking business. This lady's not throwing fluff out there just to make things look good that she has a, she has a firm idea on this. So mm. that's why I, I don't think that this is going to turn into a bidding war. And with that, you know, so that's what made me think that say that NIL won't be the deciding factor. You know, I think gotcha. it, I think that the education, I think that the opportunity down the line, that the opportunity to make, you know, some people with NIL, they look at what can I make now a mm-hmm. little, a lot more than what can they make later. I think with 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 him with Simmons and his camp, it's going to be how can I set myself up now? But the eye is on the future. You know, the yeah. eye is on getting to the getting to the next level, having that um, having that education that you can always fall back on. I think those factors are going to be more important than the overall NIL impact. It's been interesting, and Mama always knows best. And it sounds yeah. like uh, and hey, I could be wrong. Mom you know, I, I could be I, I could be wrong, but just reading and just 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 from talking to people, from talking to her, and just getting that vibe, you know, I just I, I really feel that. Hmm, that's nice. Kind of wrapping up a nice little recruiting weekend for LSU. Sure, they're going to have some visitors, as we're going to talk about later in the week, what that spring game might look like. Might hear some more clarity on that as well. And, uh, man, like you said, Sonny, it's a big weekend in the sense of it's not a, you know, the game is what it is, but the fanfare, the tailgating, the scene, it kind of gives those kids a glimpse. Some of them who may not have been on campus maybe got that offer in the, in the spring and it gives them a glimpse of what it's going to look like. So another big weekend in the picture. And before you know it, Sonny, it's going to be camp. It's going to be camp season. And that's going to be a big proving ground for some of the kids that LSU likes but maybe wants to see a little bit more out of uh, this summer. That's it. Yep. That's be it. that opportunity. Hopefully this weekend, hopefully the, uh, hopefully the crowd's a little better than it has been in the past. Are you familiar with, uh, with LSU's reputation for spring games? I, I am not. I am not. <laughs> oh, man. Man. There's been some years to where, you know, they may have said there's 12, 15,000, but it looks like it's about seven or eight. So LSU does not draw big for spring games. Don't know why. Maybe it's because there's festivals going on all around. You've got baseball, you know, uh, 
I don't know what we we no one has ever been able to figure out why. But when you see like Ohio <laughs> State, you see some of these other places that are getting like ninety two thousand for the spring game. Yeah, you probably have to combine the last seven years to reach that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be better yeah. on Saturday, and uh, that'd be a, be a good start there. Hey, we thanks so much for tuning in to the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Coon. He is Sonny Ship. A couple things before we get out of here. Make sure to subscribe if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. And if you're listening in any form, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts, make sure to follow us and subscribe. It costs absolutely nothing. We just want you to continue to follow the podcast as well. And, Sonny, correct me if I'm wrong, is today, Tuesday, as we're releasing this, the final day for the 50% off deal. I believe it is. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Final yes. day. So you need to make sure you get that. I'm going to put that down in the link on this uh, video on the podcast as well. You can click that, head over to our site, because we got some awesome recruiting nuggets. And we're going to continue to put some great stuff out. Uh, recruiting, baseball, obviously, uh, gets another big series win over Kentucky this past weekend and continuing uh, their march uh, to Hoover and then hopefully to uh, to a you know super regional Omaha and then the whole nine yards so we can get our man Glenn West uh, put up in a hotel somewhere in Omaha and have himself a nice little month of June. So we'll see how that works out. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Go 24-7 Podcast.